Okay, so, all right, so I just Wait, hit record. I, um, I, I want to start our logo up. How do I do it? Uh, you got very bad reception, love. It's what it is right now. Jeez. Oh, I don't get it. I don't Got a great backdrop, but yeah, poor poor Wi-Fi connection at the moment. <laughs> okay. I need to get rid of backdrop. Can't hear you, Michelle. You gotta move. Go somewhere else. I know. Great. So um, anyway, uh, yeah, we'll 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 wait her wait for her to get situated, and then uh, then we'll get into it. Um, okay. And. Uh, this better? That's, is it better? I can hear you now. Why can't I find how to move? I, the setting isn't here for me to get rid of this backdrop. Oh, you want to get rid of the backdrop? I want a different one. I hit more, and it should it should let me get to the camera, and it's not. Oh, uh-huh. I, I like well, that. I guess you're stuck with that. <laughs> I don't okay. want to be stuck. No. Nobody can help tell me what to yeah, do. Yeah, I don't know. Um, how to change the backdrop. Meeting settings. You could just have to hit more. I did. And go to background and filters. It doesn't say it on the, and I can't, where is it? I hit it's, more. Okay, chat, meeting settings, minimize meeting, background, right. and filters. It doesn't give me the option. Second. I don't understand why this, this doesn't give me the option. Turn that AC off. This is really, doesn't give me the option. Oh, background filters, sorry, my bad. Thanks, Sophia. Okay, there we go. Is that better? It's better. There you oh, go. Okay. Cool. Yeah, much better. Can you hear together me? Okay? We, together we no, are stronger. Is that what it says? Together we are stronger. Together we are stronger. Why is that? Um... Okay, now I see the Jexit. Should we do that? That's, that's good, right? It's, yeah. Okay, guys, I'm back. Sorry about that. Okay, good. So, um, Michelle and Sophia, welcome to Discussions of Truth. Um, Ian Trottier is my name. And, and I, frankly, I came across the work that you're doing uh, through a Telegram post um, that I think it was... Um, associated to a group of folks in New York that were uh, really critical of Cuomo. I believe that's where the post came out of. And, uh, and I wasn't even following uh, the Jexodus uh, movement, which I'm sure you're familiar with. And so I hadn't heard of your movement, which is Jexit. So for listeners to understand, this is Jexit, J-E-X-I-T, just as seen, seen, uh, seen on the screen. It's jexitusa.org. And with me today are, uh, are Michelle and Sophia. And take a moment. Uh, we'll start with uh, you, Sophia, and 
go to Michelle. Uh, just introduce yourself for listeners, um, tell listeners and viewers uh, who you are. Just a, a brief uh, background on what you do. Okay, hello. My, my name is Sophia, and I am the secretary of Jexit. And uh, what we do is our mission is to point out the anti-Semitism on the, the left. I think that the Democrats have abandoned the Jewish community, and we see the rise of anti-Semitism worldwide. And we have to educate um, Jews and Christians alike as to the rise of anti-Semitism and socialism around the world and how dangerous it is for our freedom, for our democracy, and for our lives. Well said. And um, Michelle, please. My name is Michelle. I'm actually the founder of our organization. It's a not-for-profit Florida educational organization. And how we started this organization was after we a group of Jewish women exposed the corruption at the supervisive elections protest in 2018, which in turn, uh, we actually found the ballot ties that were snipped off of the ballot boxes in the parking lot of the supervisor of elections. And at that time, unbeknownst to us, and we call this in, in, in Hebrew, at the same time, our good friend, Laura Loomer, was uh, uncovering the provisional ballots in a rental car in Broward. So really why I'm sharing this with you is because in 2018, the Jewish votes during the recount was 31,000. It was, and we attribute the re-election of, of the election of Ron DeSantis to the Jewish vote. And otherwise we'd be sitting here calling our governor, Governor Gillum. At any rate, we were very empowered by being able to be part of making history, as you know, with Brenda Snipes and the whole thing that was uncovered, literally watching them not allow Republican representatives to be a part of the recount. And in turn, Sophia knows that Hannity called us on the phone. And at that time, we were getting calls from Ohio, Michigan, we are getting calls from all over the country begging us to come as a group to help them with what they were seeing as uh, election attempted fraud of their elections. So we were able to turn it around in Florida, but just as a grassroots group of people, we didn't have the capability to go to these other states, but we knew the climate, we knew what we were up against. And that's how Jackson was founded and at that point in time, we took a, a um, you know, it was back during the Ilhan Omar and the Resolution 183 and how they always spin and turn everything. You know, when we want to stand up for, for Jewish, you know, Jewish lives that matter, they want to take away and spin it as the Democrat playbook, you know. We went to DC, pulled a permit and, and stood on the Capitol grounds for five hours, at which time Breitbart filmed, filmed us live for five five hours they, they, they filmed us. We had speakers come on their own dime from all over the country, wonderful patriots, you know, a lot of famous speakers. And we, and that just put us on the map. Fantastic. I know that's a, I know that's a mouthful, but I just wanted to give you that. Yeah, it's very important. No, that's... <laughs> That's great. It's very, very extensive. Um, let's go back to this uh, election fraud in, in 2018. And, and interesting, you bring up uh, Laura Loomer because I just saw that she um, she approached 
uh, Jack Dorsey while he was on stage <laughs> in Wynwood at the, the Bitcoin. Do you want to talk? You want to address that for a minute? It sounds like you know I, what I'm talking about. I just texted her because I, I posted that and I was getting so many um, inquiries as to what happened. And Laura, I, I said, Laura, I'm going to share your text with everybody. She's a very close friend of mine and Sophia. And I posted she was removed. Yeah, I saw she was taken out by uh, taken out by uh, security. But you're saying that she, because she she had mentioned in that video that she uh, she 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 had come across election fraud um, in this in this most recent election for her. But but you're talking about 2018. Talk a little bit more more about that. Okay, so and and Sophia, interrupt me or interject. Um, I was never into politics. I mean, I was always a conservative. You know, I lived abroad. I lived in Israel. And when I was living in Israel and studying, I was the same age my peers were in the army, the IDF. So I, I come from a family of staunch Democrats, right? They, 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 they call me a skinhead because I'm a, I'm a registered. Wow. Like my own family, right? They think I'm crazy. Um, so when I was in Israel, you know, every American should have to go abroad or serve in a compulsory military, if you will, because then you appreciate your freedom. You really sure. appreciate yeah. your freedom. Right. So all I of my peer, all of my peers served in the IDF. I was there as an American student, and uh, for some, and I was living in a, a. I was also volunteering in a kibbutz, which is very communist. It, it works because it's the same culture and the same religion, and it's very small. But I knew what I didn't want in my life, right? I saw what Israel was going through. When I came back, I registered as a Republican against the family tradition. And um, so when I saw what was going on, um, I, I was never an activist, but when I saw what was going on, something happened. And it was, like I said, Bashar, it was meant to be where all of us girls. Yeah, I mean, it was very scary. It's very yeah. scary. And I was born in a communist country and we escaped Romania, Ceausescu's socialist dictatorship because you will notice that the communists never like to call themselves communists. Mm -hmm. They'll call themselves socialists. They'll call themselves progressives. They'll call themselves Marxists, but they'll never actually call themselves what they are, communists. And so my family escaped when I was 11 years old. And um, I cannot believe that I find myself now in the United States of America having to fight communism. This, this is something that I never thought I would see happen. And once I realized that this is what was going on and it's very insidious and people who haven't lived in communism and people who are not familiar with the tenets of communism, they don't see it coming. It's very, it's like a cancer and it spreads and it spreads very quickly. And here I am in the United States of America. I came, I got my American dream. I became a naturalized citizen the right way. I did everything I could to become American. I swore allegiance to the flag with tears in my eyes. Um, it's, it's a country that's based on, on fair business. If you conduct good business, you move ahead. Nobody stands in the way of anybody. And here we are now being called racists, um, being forced to, you know, into the, by this government with an election that was stolen. The whole thing is atrocious and it's and very our leftists, and our leftists yeah. and our leftist Jews are funding our own demise. Yes. I mean, people don't know that there are only 15, one five, 15 million Jews in the world. Half of them live in Israel. 
Most of the rest of them live in the United States. It is not a large number of people. If we turn our backs on Israel, we essentially turn our backs on half of the Jews in the world. And, and we see the Democrat. And yeah. Israel is preeminent in national security. They're our national oh. security partner. Why would we, I mean. It doesn't make any sense, but we see that on the left, not only are we now dealing with what is known as the red line, green line alliance, that is the alliance between communists and radical Islam. And this is what we're dealing with right now. They have infiltrated our government. They've infiltrated all of our institutions, government, um, entertainment, media, um, even you know the, the army, even the Pentagon. We have these people infiltrated at every level spreading their Marxist doctrine. And we see what's happening right now with the Biden administration. He's a complete slave to China and to radical Islam. And among these Democrats, these radical Democrats, uh, you have them endorsing and supporting the BDS movement, which is the boycott, divestment, and sanctions movement that wants to isolate Israel economically and treat them the way the United States treated uh, Nazi Germany. So that's what they want to do to Israel. And now they were voting against selling weapons to Israel, they do not want Israel to arm itself and defend itself. And we are selling them the missiles that are being used in the Iron Dome, which is the missile defense system. When missiles are being shot at Israel, Israel has the ability to shoot missiles at those missiles. And um, so we have the people on the left who are voting against Israel being able to arm itself with the Iron Dome. So what are we going to do? We have 4,300 4, rockets were shot into Israel just a week ago, two weeks ago, by Hamas. Hamas is being financed by Iran. Who's giving money to Iran? The Biden administration, with these Democrats who are voting in favor of giving money to Iran. And so if the Democrats are giving money to Iran, and Iran is giving money to Hamas, and Hamas is bombing Israel, and now the Democrats are trying to vote against Israel's right to defend itself. I think we're talking about another genocide. And Israel also, and also so, yeah. Sophia, because of Sophia's background, you know, she shares this. It's it's funny, but it's 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 tragic. When she saw the the shortage in toilet paper during this pandemic, right? Right away, it, she can explain to you the indoctrination of Americans. I, I see what's happening. I see how they've been indoctrinated in schools. I see how now, you know, we've got this whole thing going on with the critical race theory and with, you know, blaming. We're blaming Judeo-Christian values. We're removing God. We're removing the spiritual blueprint. Without a spiritual blueprint, human beings have no direction. Who's going to give them direction? Ilhan Omar? Bernie Sanders? Who's going to tell Americans, you know, if we don't stop this, where are we going to get our value system from? Are we going to get our value system from China? from Iran, you know, we're abandoning our values. They're forcing our youth to abandon the values. Yeah, I, 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 let me insert this because, um, it, you know, like similar to New York, California also, kind of what happens in those two states because of their economic impact, impact makes a difference. And uh, uh, actually a Cuban-born judge recently, if you saw this, overturned uh, the, uh, the, the assault weapons, uh, ban. So in, 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 in now, uh, if Sophia, you're in Florida, are both of you in Florida? Where, where are you? Yes, we're, we're in Florida. 
And in Florida, you know, speaking about uh, this stolen election, and remember the hanging chads, of course, during the Bush and Gore uh, 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 voting issue. Um, you know, Florida's always been a kind of a swing state, but but we've never seen an election so apparently uh, taken, if you will, uh, than than we have uh, this this past election. I mean, that was to me that was a, that was blatant, very blatant. Oh, absolutely, of course. But this is how they do it. We saw yeah. it when we met, when Michelle and I met, when we started our organization, like she was telling you the story of how we were behind a supervisor of elections. And so that was a mini test because this is how Democrats steal elections. They wait until they see by how much the Republicans are winning, and then they start finding ballots. They find boxes of ballots. They find oh, we haven't counted this. Oh, we found another box. Oh, we found another set of ballots. They used the COVID and the mail-in ballots yeah. to do exactly that, to perfect the way they steal elections. This is how they tried to do it here. They didn't succeed that time, but they perfected it, and then they did it nationwide this time around with the elections. Yeah, Michelle, do you have a comment on that? Well, we saw what happened in... Let me just give you an example of the Jewish vote to give you an idea of how the tsunami of votes for Trump is really, it's evidence. In 2016, the Jewish vote for President Trump was 29% in Florida. Jexit's founded in 2018. The election is um, exposed, the fraud, right? DeSantis wins 2018. Yeah. In 2020, do you have any idea what the percentage of the Jewish vote was in 2020 in Florida. So 29% in 2016. What do you think it was in 2020? I, I don't know. Uh, Take a guess. Uh, I, I'm going to assume that it went down. I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to get a contrary. I'm going to say maybe it was 10. Uh, I mean, I, 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 other, other than saying it's like 40 or 50. I got goosebumps. <laughs> Wait, I got goosebumps. <laughs> the the 20, Jexit was founded in 2018. The Jewish vote in 2020 in the state of Florida for President Trump was 43%. Oh. <laughs> great, great. So you can't tell me that President Trump, there wasn't a- Didn't make a difference, yeah. Yeah, well, we, we know it was stolen. We yeah, know. absolutely. So let's get let's get back to and I'm and I'm glad that 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 your your organization is founded upon this kind of election fraud that you were uncovering in 2018. And, and I want you to speak a little bit more about that if, if you like, and it coincides with uh, with 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 Laura Loomer. But in South Florida, what we're seeing are these uh, these Venezuelans, for instance, and Iran seemingly sending ships to Venezuela now. Um, but but we're seeing these Cubans and these Venezuelans that see this communist takeover firsthand, uh, and they really came out in droves during that that 2020 election, and and, are, and, and and in my opinion, are not as vocal as they should be. Um, and so this the Jewish vote, you know, the, the Jewish vote because of your uh, kind of your cultural um, and who you are, I think um, you you're more active, perhaps. And 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 you're you're, you're I, you know I don't know you're more uh, you're more likely to 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 stand up for uh, you know you've had to fight a lot more than than other cultures certainly um, 
So what is what is it that uh, what is it that that is this underlying communist takeover? I'm going to shift my question here, and I'm going to go back into more of a historical standpoint. I, I'm frankly appalled at how um, how this uh, anti-Israel uh, movement uh, seems to be gaining ground in the United States. Uh, it, you know, I mean, Israel's always been a no-brainer. That's you just don't even question an alliance. Uh, with with Israel and now uh, with people like AOC, with people like um, uh, Omar, uh, Elon Omar, now this narrative is gaining traction and it really is appalling to me. Of course, we're set on the premise of religious freedom in the United States. Okay, that's what makes that's what makes the country tick religiously. Everybody has this level playing field, but we're having we're, we, you know you can talk a little bit more about that. We're, we're we're obviously finding a challenge because these people are now wanting to implement their Sharia law and these types of things. In, into religion. But again, let's let's back up and say, hey, communism, communism is nothing new to the United States. Uh, why is it? Why is it now in 2020? Is it because of Donald Trump? Why is it now that we're seeing this real aggressive uh, push? And it's coming from the Democrat Party. It's coming from the Democrat Party. Go oh, ahead, Sophia. Absolutely. Well, you, you, the the infiltration part of the Marxist revolution Anyone who, who follows, who knows history, can see how the infiltration part has been accomplished. They infiltrated the government. They started infiltrating a very long time ago, and it's been a steady work. They, they've, um, if your viewers haven't uh, read Alinsky's Rules for Radicals, that would be very important. It's a small book, but it's got all the information and understanding how the left works. They're all on the same page. Now they have entered the kinetic phase of the Marxist revolution. And they have pushed for this Marxist organization financed by foreign powers, this organization calling itself Black Lives Matter. It is a communist organization. We know that they're financed by communists. We know that they don't represent the black population in the United States. We know that they're only using the black vote, uh, getting them angry, uh, past resentments, trying to you know, divide us. And so they're using basically Black Lives Matter. Well, Black Lives Matter has recently um, aligned themselves with the Palestinian rioters. They said that that's, that's who their alliance is with. They are clearly anti-Semitic. We have plenty of proof of, of um, uh, how they're rejecting the Jews, how they are uh, anti-Zionist. To be an anti-Zionist is to be anti the existence of the state of Israel. And uh, these organizations are backed up by the people, by the Democrats in Congress. When they were rioting all over the United States last year, we even have our present vice president, if we want to call her that, uh, who was part of bailing these rioters from Black Lives Matter and from Antifa out of jail. They were bailing them out of jail. Biden uh, flew the Black Lives Matter flag over the U.S. embassies a couple of weeks ago for the George Floyd anniversary of his death. And so it is a fabricated narrative, a narrative fabricated by the left and, and uh, supported by the fake news media who are in their pockets. The Black and Lives this, Matter link is in the school board in, South, in Palm Beach County, and they are not doing the, their mandated Holocaust teaching. That should tell right. you something there. Right, so, so we're, we're not teaching the Holocaust, but we're, but, but we're teaching them about Black Lives Matter, a communist organization, and the fake, I call him the fake President Biden, flew the Black Lives Matter flag over the US embassies worldwide, admitting defeat to Marxism.
This is what we're dealing with. When you hear the words equity, you're hearing the words Marxism. It's communism. They want income redistribution of Western assets into the third world, and they want income redistribution of hardworking middle-class business people in America to people who now believe that they are entitled somehow to our earnings. And so, it's just, it, it, it's pretty apparent with through the, through the George Soros uh, philanthropy foundations that he has, in, or his, his foundations certainly have involvement in financing uh, the, the, the BLM and, and what about the Antifa movement? Uh, what are your thoughts on, on this George Soros connection? Can, can, well, I, George, share can I share yeah. something before Sophia gets into the technical aspect of it? I really believe this is coming from my heart. Um, I believe that we're in a spiritual battle. Yes. I believe it's good versus evil. I believe there's a lot of godless on both sides and i believe that in order for this marxist movement to take hold that they have to remove god from the public square i believe that people are desensitized i believe that people are our followers for the for the most part because in our country we, most of us haven't you know the newer the newer generation hasn't had to deal with something like what sophia dealt with their freedoms are really taken for granted I mean, we're defunding police and not standing for our military and our flag. We're talking evil, pure, unadulterated evil. Now, Sophia, if you want to go from there, I mean, the evangelicals are sitting home. They don't vote. Yeah, we need, we're we trying need to, get, to get the evangelical vote out there. Um, you know, when we talk about uh, spirituality, now I'll get to sorrows in a second, believe me. Um, you know, a, a, a flower, a flower knows how to bloom into a flower from a seed because this flower has a blueprint, right? Human beings have a spiritual blueprint, which comes from our spirituality. When you remove that without the spiritual blueprint, the human being is, is a thinking animal, can be a very intelligent animal, but without the spiritual blueprint, we cannot bloom into the people, into the best version of ourselves. We make a mistake. We have no one to turn to, to better ourselves. And so, um, removing the spiritual blueprint and putting the state in charge is hijacking people's spirituality, um, stifling and drowning their souls. It is extremely evil. It is an evil ideology by evil people who look to divide us, who do everything they can to make Americans hate each other based upon their race, their gender, their color. They're always inventing something, always. Um, as for this, uh, this George Soros, Okay. Uh, Dinesh D'Souza had, has something, actually, you can pull it up on YouTube, where you see George Soros admitting and laughing about the fact that when he was a teenager, he became a Nazi collaborator yeah. and worked with the Nazis to confiscate Jewish assets. And so starting from that, uh, knowing who this person is, knowing that he openly admitted in that interview that he had absolutely no remorse over it. He was laughing. <laughs> it's like the markets. You do what you got to do. You know, and if I hadn't done it, then somebody else would have done it. And that, that was his explanation for confiscating Jewish assets for the Nazis and obviously for himself, because apparently he's a very wealthy man with a lot of money. And I'm wondering how much 
of what he has today and how much of that wealth was stolen from the Jews who perished in the Holocaust. Shame on him. God is watching him. Shame on him. He's an evil, evil man. Evil man. Yeah, that's that's well said. And 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 I have I have heard this as well before, and that uh, that his family got very wealthy off of uh, off of these uh, off of off of this Holocaust in 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 uh, in Germany. Um, so, Can I say something? The yes, crazy thing about it's just a thought popped into my head that I want to give to both of you to ponder. Back in during Nazi Germany, when and the Capo Jews, if you will, I call them the Golden Calf Jews, sold sold us out, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're doing today with J Street and all of these other organizations, you know, just standing with Bernie Sanders. They they did that because their lives were threatened, right? in Germany. Today, they're standing against Israel. And I mean, like, th their lives aren't threatened. It's crazy. This is absolutely insane. It's insanity. It is. They've lost the, 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 only, the only way I can even come to terms with it is to say they've lost their Jewish identity, and that their ideology has become their religion. No, it doesn't I'm make sense. I will take that a step further to say that they've been indoctrinated and they've been brainwashed and they've been hypnotized. Something is being done to them, some sort of technique where there's cognitive dissonance. If you try to say anything, they get very angry. They're not listening to common sense, but they've been hypnotized. This is like mass hypnotism. It's mass hysteria. These people make absolutely no sense. No and sense. Then I say, and then I say, Ian, to my Christian, our Christian brothers and sisters who happen to love Israel and Jews more than the American left, my, my message to them is, is that we Jews are the canary in the coal mine because once they get rid of us, they're coming after you. Right. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Yeah, absolutely well said. And, and, and they're coming for our assets. These people have the ultimate goal of confiscating property. That's what Marxism is about, is about confiscating your property. When, when did you, the, the two of you, uh, maybe one I'm of sorry, you- I'm sorry, I'm not- Prior to the other, when, when did you realize, as American citizens, when did you realize that communism had made a significant encroachment into the US government? At, at what point in time did this become apparent to you? Because because what we're fighting here is communism. You're you're making that very apparent in your delivery here uh, this afternoon uh, that this is a this is a fight against communism. Sophia, you know it firsthand from your family and from where you were born in Romania. Uh, Michelle, you also know it. At what point in time uh, was it prior to starting JackSitUSA.org? At what point in time did you realize that this was a very apparent? Because, because because I'm looking at this and I'm saying, hey, both political party, parties have corruption, okay? Any large uh, corp, uh, company, if you will, organization has corruption in it. But the Democrat party seems to be so sold out to these foreign international banking interests that align with this communist movement and socialism uh, that that really outside of the rhinos, uh, it's it's that, that, that the, the Trump Republicans, um, and, and I would listen to Trump speak in 2005 before he was even a candidate. And he said, I, if I if I run for president, I'll do so as an independent. Um, so, you know, then he aligned with the Republican movement. Uh, but when at what point in time did you realize that the, that your government was so infiltrated, so heavily infiltrated? Or perhaps, you know, you want to say the Democrat Party or whatever it may be, 
that uh, that you that you that you began to uh, to take a stand that you're doing now? Was it was it prior to the Jexit? Was it prior to you forming the Jexit of movement? Michelle, you want me to answer that one first? Um, I, yeah. I, I started realizing that something was going on during Obama's second term. Got it. It, it was very insidious because I didn't know as an immigrant here that in the United States, politics are, it's like a corporation with a generational plan. And every person who comes in is like a CEO, it's like a link in this plan and it's going somewhere. And I wasn't quite understanding why things were going on in the United States the way they were. Um, and I didn't realize how bad it was until Trump ran for office. When he ran and we, he started winning, that's when everything became undone because it was all or nothing. If they weren't going kinetic, if there weren't, weren't going to be aggressive, it wasn't going to work. So I think that uh, ultimately for, for those who knew for a long time were, were more uh, educated on the topic and maybe more aware than the rest of the population just living our lives thinking we're living in a, in, in a capitalist country. Um, suddenly when Trump came in, he opened everyone's eyes. And I think that that was when, when the curtain was torn down and they just didn't hide it anymore. Before they used to hide it. Now they're not hiding it. Now they're out there and they're promoting socialism and they're saying it out loud and income redistribution and equity. And, you know, they're bringing back, uh, you know, uh, critical race theory and let's go back to Christopher Columbus and create a 500 year old resentment for everyone. Um, that that's when it's for to me that was the most blatant um, example and then of course with the stolen election then now the only reason why they haven't invaded us is because they're not done stealing from us wow michelle in 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 my um back of my mind i was always um aware of the fact that democracy has a shelf life and after 200 years, it's expired, right? So, uh, you know, look at the in the at JFK, and we, we know that the communist movement's always been there, right? I just don't think Americans really understand what it means ultimately. Um, I knew it's always it's always there, but it's never been a threat, right? Until I started to see things like Minnesota and Michigan. And things happening in our country where we were allowing this type of insanity. And that's when I, I, never, I, didn't, I didn't vote for Obama and I was never a Democrat. So it's a kind of like ironic that I would start Jexit. But, but the truth of the matter is, it's because I feel like it's my God-given purpose. And I was sent for that reason um, because I, I've always had that in the back of my mind that there's a, there's a shelf life and there's an expiration date. And that's what scares me the most because it's cyclical. And I hope that our movement, along with our collaborating with, um, you know, Lieutenant Stephen Rogers Coalition, Lexit, Lexit, all these other organizations that we, you know, again, our hashtags together, we are stronger. We can build a force of grassroots that work together and separately in order to take our country back based on what we, we recognize all of us now. But that's, that was my, my background with, with seeing how the shift was, was going. Um, I knew it with my children. 
I, in, I don't want to use the word indoctrinated, but I made sure that my children at three years old understood uh, what was most important. And they, I raised them to think independently. So even if I share my views with them, my son one summer spent the whole summer, he said, you know, mom, I don't agree with everything and here's why. But you know what, I'd rather him think independently and be debating in his, in, in his middle school classroom with happened to be with an African-American teacher who said to him at the end of the class, you know what, that pastor is the only conservative in the class, but he has a great point here. And, and the teacher actually agreed with him. So if kids are taught to think independently and can stand up to their convictions and do it in a, in a way that they can communicate, this, is, this moves hearts and minds, right? Am I making sense? You are, but the problem is that now they've indoctrinated the children to hate America. Correct. You know, we're exactly. a racist. But, 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 but I'm saying I did my part. Yes. Okay. With my children, thank, thank God I had that, I had that conviction and that vision. Not all parents do, and now they're and now they're in trouble. Yeah. Um, let me go, let me go down this this road with you because I, I look at things. Economically, so I look at the uh, the COVID nineteen uh, pandemic uh, because I, I I firmly believe that it was it was a plan from the World Health yes, Organization the strings that, that control the World Health Organization. Um, yes. It was uh, it, it so so I look at the hit on the uh, the middle class, which ties right into a socialistic agenda, um, uh, and the middle class, uh, you know, and then Biden, of course, uh, throwing all of this fiat currency and useless money. Um, really, it's useless when you dig dig down at it, and 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 I and I and I go to that because I look at Richard Nixon abolishing the gold standard in 1971, and then uh, uh, JFK advisor uh, Dr. Beter, B E T E R, talking about uh, how there was simply no gold reserve even in Fort Knox. Uh, the Federal Reserve has no gold reserve. The the U.S. Treasury has no gold gold reserve. And then now, of course, because of this pandemic, pandemic, we have people like Klaus Schwab. Uh, that that is no, by no means an American uh, and calling for the Great Reset and calling for this this push of this digitized currency. How do how do the, how does the monetary system, in your view, tie into this socialist uh, uh, push and takeover? Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Sophia? Start with you. <laughs> well, my thoughts are buy gold, you know, buy the actual gold and, and save it. I, you know, coming from a communist country, uh, you, you have to put your money in hard assets. I'm, I'm, I would like to, to think that the American dollar will maintain its value, but right now I'm afraid that we're under attack because of the Federal Reserve, which was created, as you know, in the 1913, there, there is no more, there's nothing backing up our currency. And so I'm extremely concerned about that. And that is why I would think that hard assets, whatever you can get, that's a hard asset that will not lose its value. That's where it is for me. The whole thing is manipulated. I have, um, I, I believe that they do, they want to crush our system. And if you look at what Biden is doing right now with the inflation, it's, it's going that way. Yeah. Don't mean to be an alarmist. I really, I don't want to believe that that's really going to happen, but we have to be aware of that.
it certainly it certainly will if we don't fight back, right? Sophia, I would, I would, I would go that far to say that. Michelle, where do you want to fight back? Yeah. Well, Sophia, why don't you explain what you know about all the corporations and how that works and how, I mean, people are talking about now they're, they're waking up to the fact that our government has not been fairly, you, you know, with our currencies, they haven't been fair with their organizations. Sophia knows a lot about that. Well, we know we know that um, countries are corporations. Countries are incorporated, and countries are businesses. And most of the countries that we know today are really not that old. And I don't believe that the people who are in charge um, actually put any sort of value at this moment on the fact that we are a country. They don't care. These they're dealing with corporations that have been around for thousands of years. You look at the Vatican, you look at all the trade agreements, these countries are moving their money around, they're moving their assets around. And it's time for them now to move the money out of the United States and into developing markets where they can continue to use slave labor, cheap labor, no regulations. You know, we're looking at, at what they're doing right now with the with the Green New Deal, which is a scam. It's a shame. We're shutting down American pipelines and we're buying our oil from Iran and we're allowing Russia to build a pipeline. And so everything that's being done right now, everything is blatantly anti-American and against the American um, economy because I believe that these people at, at very high level are coming from the point of view of, of expanding corporations into the third world. And they're really not interested in what happens to the United States if they shrink us just like they shrunk every other empire that ever was. You know, if you look at, at the, the, um, the pattern of what they're doing, what they did to Europe, Europe is gone. They opened the borders, they devalued everything, they socialized everything. Uh, and, and now they're trying to do exactly the same thing to the United States, the exact same formula, open the borders, increase the frontal population. Michelle, we have a comment there. Yeah, the border. I mean, we just did an event with Tim Holman and Bernie Carrick. I mean, what's, what they're doing to this country, I mean, forget about the crimes against humanity in and of itself, but it's just... And, you know, the silencing and the censoring, I mean, the media is your great Satan. They have the voice, they have the platform, they have the power. And, you know, these are, it's, it's very scary, very scary. Why, why is it that, you, I, would, I would step back and, 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 and of, of, it just seems that I'm, I'm in my 40s and, and the best friends I've ever had have always been Jewish. It's just, this, it's just, I'm not Jewish myself, but that's just the way it's been. Um, and the Jews are very good-hearted, very philanthropic people, typically. And and of all uh, ethnicities or religions, uh, it seems to me that that Jews would be the most uh, supportive of constitutional rights because because Jews historically have been have been hit the hardest out of anybody uh, in, in 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 my view. Why is it then, Michelle, Sophia, either one of you? Why is it then? That that it's difficult for Jewish people to align with uh, what seem to be constitutional values, and they're so easily swayed to the far left uh, and democratic beliefs. Uh, if you if you will, I'll, I'll answer one aspect of it. You know, the Jews that came to this country and became Democrat, they don't recognize that their party's been hijacked. Number one and number two. They still are 
thinking that the Republican Party is the party that preyed on, you know, the Christians preyed on Jews during the Crusades and what you know, whatever. They they think that the the, the white supremacists and and the Jew haters are in the they're they're misinformed. But again, their ideology they grasp their ideology like it's their religion. So they've really lost their identity. If I I have stats here that will act when I read the stats, they will blow you away. Do you want me to take a minute to read them, Sophia? Yes, please. Because I did. I, these are my ta- these, are, these, are, yeah. these are our talking points. And if you have a minute, I'll read them because it's eye opening. And this is what basically you this is the number one question we get asked. Why do Jews vote left? So here's your answer, because the vast majority of Jews don't really care about Judaism or Israel. They care about secular leftism, which is their religion. The polls show this. American Jews are the least religious of all religious groups in America. Only 41% say that their religion is important to them in their daily life. Only 34% said they attend religious services at least monthly. 22% of Jews say they have no religion. Just 38% of Jews say their Jewish identity has anything to do with religion at all. Just 10% of Jews identify as Orthodox. Those are people observing the commandments in daily life. And as for Israel, just 30% of Jews say they are very attached to Israel. Only 43% of Jews have ever been to Israel. Just 40% of Jews believe God gave Israel to the Jewish people. 27% say God didn't. 28% said they didn't believe in God at all. What does being Jewish mean to most Jews? According to the Pew poll, 73% of Jews said it was about remembering the Holocaust. Just 19% said it was about observing Jewish law. So Jews, in other words, are not religious. They are secular leftists who don't want to be labeled white. Most Jews do not know and at worst do not care about the commandments and Torah lifestyle, so it shouldn't be surprising at all that they do tend to vote left. Torah opposes abortion. And it does not believe in a grand welfare system, but in private charity. It dictates that Jews have a responsibility to live ethically according to a set of specific behavioral guidelines. Judaism is conservative in the modern parlance, which is why while Jews vote three to one for Democrats, Orthodox Jews vote nearly two to one for Republicans. The Democrats are not, this is, you know, we, we, when we started, we always would say the Democrats aren't the party of JFK anymore. They're not even really the party of the Clintons. Instead, the modern Democratic Party is so left-leaning that things just 10 years ago would, would have been seen as bipartisan or something that we could find common ground and have been labeled bigoted. The intersectional coalition of victimhood, gender pronoun obsession, abortion until birth, and every other hard push to the left across the spectrum have made this a different party than it was 20 years ago. We, we try to educate our American Jews about that, and certainly 50 or 60 years ago. But many, as I said before, many of the older Jews vote leftist because they remember the legacy of European Christianity that preyed on Jews for centuries, and they don't realize American Christians are Jews' best friends, not the American left. So ideologically, the Torah is much more in line with conservative values and it's time we say for the Jewish community to wake up, embrace their faith a bit more, and in doing so, leave these false perspectives touted by the modern American left. Leave them. But um, that's that's pretty eye-opening, isn't it? Yeah, and it's very well said. Um, Sophia, I want to ask you a question. Um, is if we go back historically, basically, 
the premise of the foundation of this country uh, was from religious persecution, right? I mean, the, the, the pilgrims on the Mayflower were the first uh, really of English speakers to land on the continent. That was the precipice for the 13 colonies, basically. Um, you mentioned, uh, Sophia, you had mentioned uh, the Vatican. How do you see uh, the Vatican or the roots that lead to the Vatican uh, playing into this um, uh, the, the kind of situation that we're dealing with, the, the climate that we're dealing with uh, today? Um, and let me insert this before you answer, uh, Sophia, uh, coming from a European country. Uh, but let me, let, me, let me insert this. You know, when I, when I speak about this influence, that, uh, that the Vatican may have, and, and what are there, something like uh, 2.5 uh, billion Christians on the planet. And uh, so how, what, what the large percentage of that, right, is, is seemingly somehow uh, controlled or influenced by the Vatican. So certainly the Vatican has a, an influence on, on this climate. Um, but it, it becomes a touchy subject for, for people that identify themselves as being Catholic. And, and certainly there would be corruption in uh, uh, in, in, the, in the Catholic Church. Sophia, in your, uh, in your understanding, uh, in your, uh, um, in your, with your knowledge, how does the Vatican play into this kind of global order that seems to be taking shape? Well, first of all, we have to do is take a look at the sort of policies and attitude that the present Pope has. Um, he has attitudes that are absolutely not aligned with the Catholic Church. He does not seem to me to be a very uh, Catholic Pope. Um, the Vatican is first and foremost a corporation. <laughs> Again, people need to know that the Vatican has been a corporation for almost a thousand years, involved in, in um, every war, involved in politics. I believe that separation of church and state in the United States has very much to do with wanting to keep the Vatican out of business, out of the United States business. That's just, uh, um, the way I see it, I think that um, instead of instead of uh, endorsing and supporting Judeo-Christian values, which are the values that our society was built on, um, right now they are uh, choosing the globalist agenda. They are aligning themselves corporately with a globalist agenda. We obviously don't know what the extent of, of their worldwide investments are, but this is one of the largest corporations in the world, along with the House of Windsor. And so these corporations dictate at a level that has to do with profit, and they are using people uh, for the, the purpose of manipulating them so that they can continue to, to carry on with their business as usual, as they always have. A corporation that's been around for much, much longer than any of the European countries, much longer than North America, much longer than, than the map of the world as we know it today. So I think that to them, it is nothing. You know, a country doesn't mean anything to them. They have no allegiance to any particular country except to themselves and to their corporate interests. Yeah, and they would, they would seemingly have an allegiance to uh, their, their theology. Uh, first and foremost, let's continue with this uh, for a moment. And I, and I want to read uh, I want to read this um, uh, quote uh, from um, from Carlo Mario Vigano, and this is from October October 30th, 2020. Vigano wrote a letter to President Trump. Were you familiar with this? He says the, the World Economic Forum's Great Reset Initiative within the context of the New World Order global conspiracy theory against God and humanity. Now, I'm not a believer so much in theory. But I do believe that there is a conspiracy 
to uh, globally unite all currencies. That's that's what I firmly believe in. It's based off of literature out of uh, the Stanford Hoover Institute in the 1970s by a guy named Sutton. So he said that the Great Reset was led by a global elite. This is evidently to a to a, a letter to Donald Trump, who wanted to subdue humanity using coercive measures to limit individual freedoms. Bagano said that the price of promised basic universal income from the International Monetary Fund would be the renunciation of private property. He warned that a digital ID, a health passport, and Bill Gates' vaccination would become mandatory and refusal to comply would result in internment. This is evidently uh, from uh, some of the, some of the, 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 the uh, corruption, if you will, within the hierarchy of the Vatican. And what you're bringing to light here, um, uh, Sophia, is the fact that, that Pope Francis is the first Jesuit pope uh, within that city-state sovereign nation, as you're alluding to, its own private corporation. It doesn't have any allegiance outside of its own allegiance. Um, and this would be the first white pope uh, that represents the Society of Jesus within, within that nation. Um, and for listeners to understand, there's a, there, there are basically two figureheads that they vie for control in the Vatican uh, historically, and that would be the black pope and the white pope. And there's a much literature printed about how Abraham Lincoln knew about this, and he would have been the target, perhaps, from, from trying to expose this difference. So like you're saying, Sophia, this is nothing new to the foundation of the, of the United States and, and certainly through, through, through its history. Do you, do you have any further comments in regards to um, what Americans really need to do? Because we can look at that, right? We can look at that and we can say, oh, well, um, you know, somebody like uh, e e Elon uh, Omar and her kind of religious right? Her religious background, uh, if it's thread correctly, it can really benefit uh, 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 unification, but that's not the way it's coming. We're, we're, not, we're not being unified in, by any means. Like you're saying, we, we are being torn apart. We are being divided. Um, how do we thread that line moving forward um, in, in the country? Michelle, let's First go to you. First of all, I, I, I'd like to oh, say so that I have, oh, I, I have the utmost love and respect for the Catholic people. What I'm saying about the Vatican has absolutely nothing to do with the Catholic faith, with the people who practice in their hearts and who believe and who follow their spirituality and who follow the beautiful teachings of Jesus. Um, I think that the way to unify this is really is we have to take our country from the ground up. We have to take our country back by taking interest in our precincts. We have to take our country back by taking interest in our school boards. And we have to take interest in our religious institutions, the churches that we go to or the temples that we go to. We need to impress upon the leaders of those institutions that they have to stand up for our Judeo-Christian values and that they should not play the political game like we've seen during the, the last election cycle. There are a lot of people out there, a lot of fake clergy. They're fake clergy. They're covering up for crimes against humanity. They're covering up for pedophilia. They're lying and they're not sticking up for the values that they swore to represent. And people need to take charge, take charge back from the ground up, from the ground up. With, with we're, we're doing something. We founded a new club called the American First Patriots Club. Our first event is on Tuesday. We are hosting Scott Pressler, you know who he is, right? And no. our spokesperson, Siggy Flicker. And we're gonna have several hundred great uh, America First loving patriots uh, come to this event. It'll be monthly. We're gonna fill the precincts in Broward. We are going to expose the rhinos and, uh, and uh, we're gonna 
register voters. We're, 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 we're starting by doing something, you know, doing something to, to unite to, and, and we're gonna, we believe that we're gonna get a lot of Democrats and independents that are gonna come because we feel that they're, they're unhappy and they need a place to go. And it's not a Trump club, if you will, it's not a Republican club, but what it is, it's an America first Patriots club where we can appeal to those people that are confused, unhappy, and that we can look to find out what unites us versus what divides us. Um, and another thing that I wanted to mention is, is that, you know, what Sophia said, yes, working from the ground up. But another aspect is that, that I find confusing is that why were strip clubs, casinos, and bars open during the pandemic and churches and synagogues were closed. I'm looking to my spiritual leaders and I'm saying, no way you let us down because our religious freedoms, no kids should have been out of school. Those, those institutions should have opened their doors. The community should have rallied together. Children should have never been out of school. If, if strip clubs, bars and casinos could be open, that tells me evil is, is, is taking over in this country. And we've got to get and start a revival of Judeo-Christian world belief to conserve and preserve and protect our constitution and what it stands for. And we need rallies and stadiums with, with Jews and Christians, pastors together. and rabbis standing together in, in solidarity together. and stamping out this evil. Yes, it gets me, it gets me really crazy. I'm not preacher terrorist or anything. <laughs> well, no, preach, Michelle. It's very good because we, we, we are united with our Christians, brothers and sisters. We share the Old Testament is the Torah. The teachings all are a continuation. It's the Judeo-Christian civilization, our values, our family values, our spiritual values, bettering ourselves as human beings. We have to unite and we have to save this country. You're right. I'm really, I'm really shy, Ian. You're, I know, really. Me too. Me too. You're shy? No. You, me too. <laughs> neither one of you seems shy to me. Um, <laughs> let, let me let me ask let me ask you the, 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 the this question here uh, for listeners to understand who who are some of the the larger you, you're mentioning Laura Loomer. I'm su uh, assuming she's supporting you. Um, uh, who are some of the other people? In, in America today and in, in entertainment or, or uh, politics, who are some of the people that are supporting what you're doing? Gosh, we have, a, we have a long list of people. Lieutenant Stephen Rogers, who's one of a big time, right on his website, he has our, our organization. He's Roger from Stone. day one. He's, he, uh, Roger's spoken at our events, absolutely. We work, we've worked with him. We've worked with almost everybody that, is a conservative voice. Um, we work with Lexit, Lexit. Um, conservative Business we... Journal, John DeLemme. John DeLemme and Christy, the best. Amazing people, um, very good people, yeah. Who else? That's enough, I, that's enough. I, uh, I, <laughs> unless there's somebody I mean, else you wanna mention. <laughs> Um, now let me let me ask you let me ask you this and 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 I commend you for for your incredible work. Let me ask you this: I want you to define. Uh, I want to, each of you to take a moment uh, and define the they because we we can use this kind of term to paint a very broad uh, uh, a picture. The they you know they 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 are behind the pandemic or they are behind a 
great reset, well, you know, the World Health or, or Economic Forum. But who is it in the they that's behind the communist movement in the United States? That, well, I'm, what I'm calling now a revolution. It's a communist revolution. And Larry Klayman, um, if you're not familiar, Larry Klayman uh, is a Jewish lawyer in Philadelphia, a very conservative guy, great guy. He was on my show uh, a couple of weeks ago. He's calling for very blatantly uh, an American, re a new revolution. He wants a nonviolent, making that very apparent, nonviolent revolution, but he yes. wants a new government. Um, and I'm saying, hey, wait a second. You know, there's also a communist revolution on, 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 on the other side. That's exactly what this far left is doing. They are revolting against our constitutional freedoms. There's, there's, no, no, there's no doubt about it. They're burning our cities. They're taking our statues down. That's a revolt. That's a revolution. So who is behind the they? Who, who is behind this movement in the United States? We, we know that it's been around for decades. It's surfacing now. Who's really behind it in yeah. your view? The oligarchs. I, I think that the oligarchs. The oligarchs and the big banks, oligarchs and big banks. And also, Sophia, we know this from the national security experts that we are briefed by, because we also have another coalition with tremendous um, national security experts, ex-CIA, ex-FBI, and we know that the Red-Green Alliance, Iran and China, you see what's going on. Uh, that's a big, a big force behind this whole so it's 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 a it's a combination of the enemies of the United States of America and you know direct competitors on the world stage for profit and all the oligarchs who are rallied behind them who are looking to expand into markets that are much more interesting to them than the and, you know and, 80 million American right. voters who voted for Trump. And, and 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 you know the old adage the enemy of my enemy is my friend well they the, the two enemies that have aligned they're for the common goal, which is the destruction of America. Once they get America out of the way, they can go at it. Or once they get out of the America out of the way, then they have a free, a free, um, a free. What do you call it? A free strike, a, 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 an open path to Israel to remove Israel. So they have to get rid of us first. Yeah. Um Okay, uh, thank you both for, for joining the program today. Um, again, I think it's wonderful what you're doing. I'd like you to take a moment and, um, and leave some closing comments. I will start with you, Michelle, and then we'll end with you, Sophia. Some closing comments for listeners, uh, a website, how they can get involved, um, best foot forward, um, that side of thing. Just some closing thoughts and closing comments. Michelle, we'll start with you. So in closing, something a little different from what we discussed today. Um, we know that we're dealing with the, the media, which is really, I touched on briefly, the great Satan. The media is uh, really, is hijacking all the narrative. It's basically silencing and censoring uh, conservative voices. And I take it back to a biblical standpoint as a Jewish American girl, whose family was persecuted during the Russian Cossacks in the, during the pogroms. And it was a, a Christian family that hid my grandmother and saved her. So I wouldn't be here if not for uh, the Christians risking their lives. But the point I'm making is, is that it's most important that we, we all have a voice and that we use our voice. And I, and I relate back to the, the book of Esther in the Bible. One, it took one person to save a nation 
people sitting at home on their couches that think, oh, it's not, you know, I can't do anything. Yes, you can do something. You can reach out to uh, groups like ours. You can help support us, whether it be monetarily or just in, in uh, helping us to with our events, anything and everything. Uh, people have to use their voice. It's, they've been given a voice and it's very powerful. And that's how we have to stop, that's how we have to stop this media because big tech and big corp have also aligned and allied and, and we have to do something to stop that. And the only way we can is to look at what Laura Loomer's doing. Those, I mean, she's fighting the good fight. She's the most censored and banned woman in America, but she's using her voice the best way she can. Yeah, well said. Thank you very much, Sophia. And I will say, you know, to your listeners, I beg you to get involved at a local level. I know it's not that exciting to take interest in local elections the way we do in the national elections, but this is how the left infiltrated from the barn. Take interest, become a committee man or a committee woman. It's not a big commitment. It's a couple of hours. Here in Broward, for example, we had over 250 vacant precincts. That's 250,000 registered Republicans who didn't have a voice. So get interested in your local politics, join a local chapter, go to your school board meetings, learn what's going on in the school boards. They're not teaching the Holocaust. They're not teaching American history. They're teaching critical race theory and they're teaching Black Lives Matter, but they're not teaching what our values are. Get interested in what's going on there. Get interested in your local library boards because this is where they have that program where men in dresses come and read to children, right? These are little things that every citizen can do locally in your neighborhood. Find out who's who in your neighborhood and get involved and take your neighborhood back because that's how we're going to take back our country. Don't wait for others to do it. Don't listen to the media. Don't waste your time arguing on Facebook in an echo chamber. Get active and donate a couple of hours of your time to save your neighborhood. Ladies, thank you for joining Discuss the Truth and I uh, appreciate your, your time. Uh, Sophia and Michelle from JexitUSA.org. Thank you, both of you. Thank, thank you so you. much and God bless you. God bless.